the Two Lost Trader podcast, anything discussed here, our own views, please do your own research on any stock we discuss and get your own financial advice before investing in any stock or cryptocurrency. Okay, so we are recording. We're all good to go there. Okay, let's go. Yep. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Two Lost Traders podcast with me, James Pozo, and my good buddy, Travis Clayton. Um, today's show, we're going to go over the major financial news, uh, COP26 happening at the moment, so a few things playing out in the world. Um, we'll go over the overnight markets, um, then we've got our to the moon and to the floor segment, um, a couple of stocks that have had a great rise in the last few days and one that's taken a bit of a tumble. We'll do our what's hot on hot copper see what people are talking about on the Hot Copper webpage and forum. Travis will then do his crypto wrap. He's got quite a few exciting things to talk about today. Um, we'll give you a stock to add to your watch list. And then the last segment, we'll do our beat the bank. We'll try and find you a stock that is going to beat the bank interest in the next seven days. And we'll run over our one from last week. Welcome back. So what's been uh, shaping markets this week? Well, we've had quite a few interesting moves and particularly in relation to uh, government action to support markets. So the uh, Royal Bank of Australia signaled rates to rise earlier than forecast. They were originally forecasting the first uh, rate rise for 2024. It's been brought forward to 2023. This is likely to have an impact on the Australian dollar. And in fact, it has moved to the downside about one and a half percent since that announcement on Friday. That should support stocks in Australia. My feeling is though, that uh, in terms of the rate rises, I do think that it will be a case of one and done. And the reason why uh, we feel that way is because household debt in Australia is very high and uh, any rate rises put pressure on everyday Australians and their ability to pay off their debts, particularly household debts, you know, mortgages. In other news, the US interest rate decision came out this morning, uh, 5 a.m. Australian time, and this was an important market-moving event. As the Federal Reserve Bank of the, of the United States of America has been talking their book. They've talked for a long time about reducing their bond buying purchases and They've now, as of 5 a.m. this morning, committed to reduce those purchases. I think it was $15 million per month. Okay. So by June, that they should be not buying any more uh, bonds. Uh, they want to reduce U.S. Treasury purchases, but skepticism, skepticism uh, exists on whether they should actually do this, uh, as it could prove troublesome for the stock market. Uh, that didn't uh, have the impact that that uh, you would have thought uh, this morning. Uh, stocks actually rallied once that announcement came out, probably because it wasn't as uh, brutal as the market expected. So we'll see how we go in the long term. Uh, the other thing is that the US uh, market has significantly outperformed the Australian market in the last two weeks. And we can thank the Australian uh, Reserve Bank of Australia for that as they signaled slowing of their support for uh, the economy. Uh, stocks particularly. So that's what's been happening in the markets. Uh, it's generally just been a flat week, but we have broken out and we're sort of sitting and, and uh, waiting for that next move higher. We'll see how we go. All right. Thanks, Trav. 
um, now we'll go on to um, to the moon. Um, a couple of stocks that have had a, a good pump in the last week. Uh, nothing as good as last week where we found a couple up 200%. Um, but one in particular this week, PRT, Prime Media Group. Um, their stock price is up 80% based on the fact that Seven West Media is going to acquire them. Well, potentially going to acquire them. Um, yeah, um, talk of the company winding up and shareholders receiving 36 cents per share um, for each of their shares. I mean, the share price was at 20 cents. Based on this latest announcement, it is now over 40 cents, which is interesting since the... Um, the share price buy offer is at 36. It's actually above that, unless there's maybe another person on the table to come and buy them out. But essentially, yes, Prime Media Group is looking to sell its business and assets to Seven West Media, hence an 80% spike in that share price. And that 80% share price spike really is not a big deal. I mean, the Free-to-air uh, TV networks have really struggled for about two years, and their prices have been very subdued for quite some time. So, you know, for this announcement to come out and for it to rise 80%, uh, so it is a big number, don't get me wrong, but it's not the end of the world. So, yeah. All right, the other one uh, we noticed is AM7, um, that is Arcadia Minerals. Um, was up 40% um, on an announcement that they have a lithium acquisition, a license um, in Namibia um, uh, for their lithium project. So up 40% yesterday. So um, a new one, AM7, only um, listed recently, IPO'd in the last few months. Um, and yeah, going good at 25 cents, AM7. Now, the one that we've got today as our to the floor was one we talked about last week, VUL, Vulcan Energy. Um, I don't know if you remember, we talked about it last week. It was being shorted by J Cap, uh, sorry, J Capital uh, was shorting the stock based on the fact that they thought that VUL had deceived its shareholders. Um, at the time, VUL was $15, got all the way down to $10.80 based on this, um, this announcement from J Capital. Um, has rallied back to $11.50. Um, but it is significantly down. Now, the company has come out, VUL, and refuted all claims made by J Capital. Basically, I said what they said is a load of rubbish, and all of their announcements regarding the company are legit. But it's interesting how, how, um, how things play out there, Trav. One, one bit of um, gossip, essentially, and the share price, price dropped from $15 down to $11.50. So J Capital... Whether, they're, um, whether they were right or wrong in the information they bought, they definitely bought the share price down. A good example of games being played, you know, at some point, J Capital are going to have to cover those shorts that they've uh, implemented in the market. I'll be looking at the volume to try and work out, you know, when they have finished shorting the market and when they're covering, uh, and hopefully that will be an opportunity for some kind of recovery. But as I said last week, I think with companies like VUL, miners particularly, Getting to development is, is a period of time when, or at least starting development is a time when often their share price will either consolidate, in other words, not move around at all, or it will drift down lower. And maybe that maybe that uh, 
consolidation or the $15 fall that we've seen is actually that in play. We'll have to wait and see. All right, awesome. Okay, Trav, we're going to get on to what's hot on hot copper, what people are talking about on the very passionate hot copper forum. Um, and do you want to start with BRN this week? Brainship Holdings. So the chart looks very bullish to me. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to have a crack myself at this one. Um, it's, it's been in a slow downward drift, but in terms of the, the technical analysis on Brainship Holdings, very, very, uh, very good to see. No wonder people are talking about it on Hot Copper. The price has been descending probably since April uh, this year from the high of 70 cents to a low of 36 cents in early October. Price has since rallied. It's, it's broken out above a descending uh, trend line and consolidated just above it. And I think that uh, we'll see upside from here. So between, uh, what's that, 48.5 cents and 46 cents, it, uh, it looks like, to me at least, uh, that Brainship Holdings is bullish. And um, with recent patents to the US, it looks to, like it has plenty of support at 46 cents. A buy for my liking with a target of around about 62.5 cents in the short to medium term for me on Brainship Holdings. All right, awesome. Um, the next one people are talking about is WHC White Haven Coal. Um, this stock a year ago is actually under a dollar share price, has rallied all the way in the last year up to $3.50. Um, so yeah, dollar to $3.50. Um, has recently corrected back to $2.46. Um, I guess the major things people are talking about on Hot Copper, um, the recent correction may be due to this COP26 um, happening in Glasgow and obviously everything being clean energy and hydrogen and lithium and, and this being a coal company, um, just the sentiment not the right time. So um, a lot of people are talking about how once this COP26 is over, the share price will start rallying again. Um, the coal price is up 100% in the last six months, which is obviously another reason for um, the dollar to $3.50. Um, people still need energy at the moment. Um, despite all the clean energy talk, they need energy here and now, so coal has rallied a lot. Um, and there's also talk on hot copper of the reinstating of dividends. Um, which would be a good thing for this company. So yeah, WHC, Whitehaven Coal, currently $2.46. And those recent highs at $3.30 weren't that long ago. It's had a tremendous rally since May when it was $1.15. So, you know, not everything goes up forever, James. And, That's right. Uh, it might just simply be a pullback as it was um, overextended. Uh, okay, Trav, you're going to talk now about Westpac Bank, WBC, uh, which is popular on Hot Copper this week. Yeah, well, on the 1st of November, Westpac announced uh, its intention to launch a buyback scheme. And that basically means that they will buy their own stock. And rather than pay out uh, extra dividends, that's what they're going to do with their cash that they have in surplus. The market didn't like this announcement, and it's proceeded to fall 6.8% on the 1st of November. That slide has actually continued and is now down 10.5%. That announcement, that announcement was definitely not liked by Hot Copper participants. Uh, what should they have done with the money? I guess that's the question, James. Is that a good way to spend uh, excess reserves? Well, the market doesn't think so. 
give it back to shareholders in, with an increased dividend or tempt fate and buy back your own stock with the hope that the stock then goes higher and benefits in terms of capital gains. Now don't forget that uh, dividends, um, sorry, capital gains are fully taxed. So if you're going to go down that road where you buy it back, you're, you're basically essentially putting your stockholders in the position where they've got to pay capital gains tax on the, the rise. But it hasn't happened, of course. All right, so uh, that's what much of the discussion has been about on hot copper. Would it have been cheaper to buy on the market on the 6.9% fall that occurred that day or receive, a dividend, or receive a dividend? Remember that mums and pops have a ton of money in Westpac Bank. It's part of their super funds and probably took quite a hit on the 1st of November, so they won't be too happy. Westpac, to me, at the moment, probably is just sit, sit back and wait. Yeah, okay. Um, another one they're talking about is LKE. Um, it's a lithium company, very popular on hot copper. Um, the last few weeks, um, a lot of the most, dis most discussed stocks, sorry, have been lithium companies. Um, LKE is Lake Resources. Similar to VUL that we talked about last week, an amazing monumental rise in share price. This a year ago was four cents. You know what on is Trav at the moment? No, I don't. Over a dollar. Wow. Um, so a billion dollar market cap. Um, one of the main reasons for the massive rise in price is that they claim that they are the world's cleanest lithium. Obviously, they're not in production yet, but once they are, they will be the world's cleanest lithium. The market loves this. Um, another reason of their um, popularity is that they are in this lithium triangle in Argentina, where actually five of the largest producers um, have most of their resources there. So yeah, this, this particular area in Argentina um, is, is massive for lithium and they are based there as well. Um, their pilot plant is currently um, operational with construction in 2022 um, for a fully fledged uh, production. Sorry, they're in construction 2022 to try and be in production for 2024. Um, they've got some offtake agreements sorted, um, but yeah, the, the actual technology that they've got, it's called DLE technology. Do your research on it, but the stock has gone from four cents to a dollar. Um, but like I talked about with VUL, um, you've got to hope with this technology that everything that they've put out is actually what it is, um, and they don't have another situation where they've got a, a J Capital claiming that what they've said isn't true as well. But yeah, four cents to a dollar, very popular on hot copper. People talking about this one, still saying that there's there's room to move, that this could be a potentially, you know, $10 billion company in the future, uh, currently at a billion dollar market cap. LKE Lake Resources. Um, is that it for our hot copper, Trav? Yeah, I think so. Well, last week we covered quite a few of the other stocks that are the most discussed stocks on hot copper. So we, this week we decided to focus on the ones we didn't cover last week. Yeah. And um, I don't think we really have any more to say about that. All right. Well, do you want to get on to crypto? A lot been happening in the crypto space this week. Well, as our listeners will know, we've been talking about Bitcoin's breakout potential. And it's been sitting there hovering at the previous highs, but hasn't broken out to date. However, there has been some movement in some of the other cryptocurrencies, which I wanted to talk to. Um, our listeners about today. 
So a couple that I've been looking very closely at include OceanCoin, VeChain, Ethereum, and Serum. And these stocks, or these uh, cryptocurrencies, have recently, well not all of them, but certainly uh, in OceanCoin has, for example, recently broken out of a previous high from, uh, what's that, about uh, late August, um, and it has retracted back to that breakout point, and, and to me looks like it wants to head higher. And it's got support uh, uptrending as well, so very, very bullish on that one there. VeChain's it hasn't broken out, but it's certainly the indicators to me look like it wants to head higher. We've also got in there Ethereum. Now Ethereum really is one of the, the second largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization. And a lot of the crypto experts at the so-called crypto experts out there say that Ethereum will outperform Bitcoin over the next year or two. And unlike Bitcoin, Ethereum has in fact broken out to all, uh, new all-time highs just uh, yesterday, I think it was. And I, I would expect it now to consolidate above that breakout point before heading higher. So that's, that's very bullish for Ethereum. Uh, check it out. Have a look at a chart and make your own decisions on that one. Now the other one there that I spoke about was Serum. Uh, Serum has uh, also broken out of some recent um, short-term highs. And I dare say that also I would expect that to consolidate around the area that it is now. That being, just let me open this up. That being at a price of around about uh, $8.30, $8.20, around about there. So we'll consolidate here and I think we'll then head higher and perhaps hit $9.30. Uh, and if we break through there, then we're headed to around about $11 for Serum would be a very nice move. Time frame for that, we're probably looking hopefully by the end of the year. If we maintain a bullish view on cryptocurrencies, James, which we do. Now, Trav, if, um, if people don't have cryptocurrencies at the moment, they've just got you know, Comsec accounts, Westpac, and they wanna buy, they can't obviously buy cryptos through their Comsec. What's the best way do you recommend for someone that hasn't got cryptocurrency, might wanna start buying a few, um, where should they head? Well, Australia's largest and most prominently used cryptocurrency exchange is probably CoinSpot. Okay. Now, listeners can simply look up CoinSpot on a Google search. Uh, they can open up a free account. They don't necessarily have to trade to open up an account, but it's got a whole lot of information there about each of the cryptocurrencies. You can open charts. You can make purchases, but you'll need to transfer some money into your account. That's uh, unlike banks though, That's that can happen instantly. Yep. You know, okay. within five minutes, you'll have the money in your account and you can start trading. All right, so if you wanna start your cryptocurrency portfolio, head over to CoinSpot um, and set yourself up an account. And yeah, and those little tips from Trav there might be a good way to start. Um, okay, let's give uh, our listeners, Trav, a couple of stocks to add to their watch list. Um, just couple we talked about last week, um, LEL, um, that's um, been kicking goals since we talked about it, Trav, um, up to 81 cents. So yeah, make sure with our, our stocks that we tip you in on the watch list, uh, have a look at them and see how they're performing. Um, what have you got for us this week, Trav? Well, this week I've gone with a company by the name of Adavale Resources. The code for Adavale Resources is ADD. 
they are a, an explorer. That's not attention deficit disorder, is it? Correct? Well, it, it, it could be if you didn't read it correctly. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> uh, out of our resources. So they're exploring for nickel and copper deposits in Africa. They also have a uranium site uh, in South Australia, right in amongst the, the, the area where we find a lot of uranium deposits in South Australia, which is kind of in and around the Flinders Ranges area. So if you know where that is, you'll know where I'm talking about. But you could look, look that up. Um, for Adamal Resources, they have seven highly prospective licenses in the Tanzania on what's known as their Kabanga Jirani Nickel Project. And um, the good thing here is that Tanzania is a very friendly mining country. So you're not likely to see governments take over you know, yeah. uh, the resource and demand higher royalties. So you know, highly supportive in that, from that respect. They have in fact been drilling out their tenements uh, and have a number of assays pending. And assays are simply the drill core um, analysis that's sent off to the lab and they try to work out just how much uh, nickel and copper is found in the drill, drill uh, core. So they have another two holes out of the five they've drilled that are in the laboratory waiting assay results. So very bullish uh, if these results turn out to be something significant. The good news is that they recently raised $2 million in a placement to support further drilling into the future. So capital raising in the near future is not likely. And um, sometimes this can have a negative impact on... Sometimes this can have a negative impact on the uh, price of a stock if they have to raise capital, particularly if it's in an unfavourable market or if it's been in a downtrend. Sometimes this can be very, very hurtful to the stock price. So in terms of the chart, uh, it's technically right on support right now as we speak. I think it closed yesterday at 5.4 cents and that support is at 5.3 cents. So it is an opportunity perhaps to add to your position now but maybe down the track, we might see uh, even lower prices getting down to as low as four cents. I would say if it hit four cents, that would be a great buying opportunity for Adivar Resources. All right. It is simply one to put on your watch list and um, it's not a recommendation to buy today, but you, you may wish to take a look at it and make your own decisions. Okay, so that's ADD is the code for that one. That's correct. Uh, the one I want you to add to your watch list today, guys, is ASN, Anson Resources. Um, the reason I've chosen this one is because it's got a similar profile company-wise to one we talked about earlier, LKE, Lake Energy, um, but I think it may be flying under the radar. Um, it's a high-purity lithium uh, play similar to LKE. Um, they claim that there's going to be minimal disturbance to the environment with their technology. Um, their market cap at the moment is only $100 million dollars compared to LKE Lakes 1 billion. Um, now they're in Utah, um, so it's in the United States, so um, um, not much risk there. Um, they just need some offtake agreements, it seems, um, in order to help fund the project. So um, I've got a feeling that they can be, they're gonna be very close to getting those on the table. Um, currently the share price is 11 cents, so it has gone up, you know, a few hundred percent from a year ago, which many of these lithium ones have. But got to remember that Lake LKE is up um, 25 times its share price in the last year. So, yeah, Anson Resources to me seems 
like it's got many similar fundamentals to LKE, uh, but only a hundred million dollar market cap. So I'm pretty bullish on this one, Trav. ASN Anson Resources, a couple of offtake agreements, and I think this 11 cents could be well and truly gone, and um, it will shoot upwards from there. All right, guys, our last segment today is our seven day beat the bank. Um, now, we had gone good the first two weeks. Um, last week, we didn't manage to beat the bank, Trav. My tip CDA, Coden uh, Limited, um, was at $10.95. Um, it's currently $10.25. We did talk about it and might get down to $10 and then would be a good buy. I thought it would rally. I mean, I still think it will. I wouldn't be too depressed if you're a holder of CDA. Um, company's got some great fundamentals. Um, but um, I failed to beat the bank interest there. So it's a loss for me. Uh, what happened to your CUE, Trav? Well, same for me, James. The energy market didn't really pan out the way I was hoping uh, for the week. Uh, we were down just 0.01 cent, though. So it's, it's minimal, basically a flat week. Yeah. Well, I do note, though, that last night uh, oil prices tanked nearly 5%. So okay. I would expect it to be down today. Okay. Uh, well, this week, Trav, let's make sure um, that we tip our listeners in to something that is going to beat the bank interest. We're going large cap today. Uh, for us, that's companies over a billion dollar market cap is uh, what we consider our, our large cap stocks. Um, and you're going to start with a big one, Trav. I am actually. Uh, BHP. I'm starting to turn bullish on BHP. Uh, it's heavily oversold on all metrics. And by that, I mean, whether you're looking at it short term or long term, it is so oversold. And I think for sure it's due for a bounce this week. And possibly longer. I'll be happy for it to hit this week, $39. Uh, currently, we're sitting at $36.11. So, you know, we'll be looking at 10% gain there, which would definitely uh, beat the bank. It certainly would be better than uh, investing your money in Westpac at this point. As a multifaceted hard commodities miner, there's plenty of upside. As not all commodities have been smashed as much as iron ore. Iron ore being just one of the commodities that they mine for. Uh, and I think that that smash in iron ore has determined the price for BHP, or at least a sell-off for BHP recently, especially when you compare the sell-off of BHP to iron ore specific miners such as Fortescue Metals and Rio Tinto. Although Rio Tinto is a little bit more diversified, but Fortescue Metals is specifically focused on uh, iron ore. So. I'm bullish on BHP for this week and possibly longer. It does sit at support uh, at around, support looks to me like it's around $34. So that's your downside risk. So, and the share price, Trav, currently? $36. $36 exactly? BHP. Uh, right. 11, and 11 cents. Actually, yeah, 11 cents. All right, we need an exact, Trav. $36 and, and 11, 11 cents. cents. You've got to beat that for this time next week. That's uh, correct. The stock I'm going to um, pick this week is Flight Center, uh, code FLT. Now, this has actually been the number one shorted stock on the ASX pretty much in the last year. Um, now, if you were going to pick on a stock, um, this is an obvious one because during lockdowns, um, 
is flight center going to go well? No, obviously not. So that's why it's been so heavily shorted. The share price has tanked massively. Obviously nothing going on, but it seems to have survived pretty well. Um, and the worst of the pandemic looks to be over. I don't want to call that. Um, Australia um, looks to be a 95% vaccinated country. Uh, if you look at the UK, they're only at 70% double vaccinated. Um, I definitely see an upward trend here. Um, and if you, if you tie it in with, um, you know, holidays and car rentals, Avis has doubled its earnings recently. Um, so Flight Center, I do think that people are booking holidays left, right and center. Um, they haven't been able to go anywhere. And a share price of $20.10. If you bear in mind that before the pandemic, this was at $40 Flight Center. Um, has been heavily shorted. I think the shorts are going to um, take a breather from it. So I'm pretty confident that $20.10, we will be above that in seven days' time. So my pick for the Beat the Bank is Flight Center. What I would say too, James, is that we have this week looked very long and hard at a whole variety of stocks to pinpoint two stocks that really will be not only competitive with the bank, but competitive with each other. Both sit right on support on previous highs, and you would expect the price to, if not hold, but to bounce from here. So we've got a very interesting competition ahead of us this week. Yeah. I look forward to um, this time next week, Trav. Uh, that's about it from our podcast today. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Two Lost Traders podcast, and please share it. I mean, you can easily share it on Facebook or any of the other social media platforms um, and thanks so much for listening see you guys next week